This is Messenger Insight, a podcast program brought to you by Oklahoma Baptists and the Baptist Messenger. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this special podcast episode. I'm joined with two brothers, two great leaders at Oklahoma Baptist University, Dr. Matt Emerson, who serves as Dean of Theology, Arts, and Humanities, and Dr. Luke Stamps, who's chair of the School of Theology and Ministry. Gentlemen, welcome. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Brian. Well, we uh, we like to ha- talk about OBU periodically and all that God's doing at mm. uh, Bison Hill. And so, uh, could start out, Matt, with you just... Um, Talk talk about uh, r- remind us when you got to OBU and maybe some of what's going on lately. The semester's sure. up and going. Yeah, uh, so I've been at OBU since 2015. So this is the start of my eighth year here. Wow, uh, and it's it's hard to believe, but uh, I can count how long I've been at OBU based on how old our youngest two girls are. Uh, yeah. So they, they got here right when we got here, um, and so seven years going on eight. I have had a number of different jobs during that time, but as you said, I'm Dean of Theology, Arts, and Humanities now, so I oversee uh, those areas and also lead in those areas in terms of faith integration and mission fit and curriculum, Uh, and I'm teaching a class this semester as well, which is good. I was out of the classroom last year, so I'm glad to be teaching again this semester. That's awesome. And Dr. Luke Stamps, you're newer to Oklahoma. Welcome to Oklahoma. You might tell everybody just where you've been at and yeah. and uh, about your role now. Yeah, so I've only been here a few months um, in Oklahoma at OBU. Before that, I taught at Anderson University in Anderson, South Carolina. And then before that, at California Baptist uh, University in Southern California. So I've crisscrossed the country at our Baptist colleges and settled in the middle uh, here in <laughs> yeah. Oklahoma at OBU. And um yeah, I serve as the chair of the Hobbes School of Theology and Ministry and teach systematic theology and church history and ethics and other things there at OBU. That's awesome. Well, appreciate you coming on the podcast today. And, uh, you know, I read a, a news story just the other day about the theological beliefs of professing Christians. And, um, you know, this was a, a Ligonier study, and just some of the findings were were just very concerning. People's mm. misunderstanding about the Bible, about who the Holy Spirit is, even about Jesus Himself. And these are professing Christians, and people often wonder how's the how's the theology and goings on at OBU. Matt, I thought mm. you could talk about it. It's just everything indicates clear as a bell theology. Why is that important? Could you talk about some of that under sure. President Thomas? Yeah, absolutely. So. There's a number of different ways that we articulate the same thing at OBU, which is that we are Orthodox Christians and committed Southern Baptists. But uh, you'll hear Dr. Thomas talk about the fact that we're an authentically Christian, Christian, uh, authentically Christian liberal arts university, meaning we don't just say that we're Christian. We don't just give lip service to our doctrinal commitments, but we actually really believe those. Um, the way we put it in Hobbes is that we're biblically rooted, so everything we say and do is from Scripture. Uh, and we believe Scripture, the whole thing, is inspired by the Holy Spirit and without error. Uh, and we also say that we're practically relevant, which means we want everything to matter for real life. But in the middle, we also finally say that we're theologically faithful, um, that we're committed to being Orthodox Christians along with others who confess, uh, you know, you could say the three ecumenical creeds, the basic foundations mm-hmm. of Christian beliefs. We're Protestants and evangelicals, and we're committed Southern Baptists. So. Uh, it's important for us to state our commitments so that people know who we are 
And that's who we are. We're authentically Christian. We're theologically faithful. Uh, I think, you know, the, what I would say about that survey, just very briefly, and then I'll let Luke chime in if he wants, um, is that the importance of theological clarity is really easy to articulate when you think about worship. Mm. If, if we're not clear on who we're worshiping, then many of our congregants, our members, are probably worshiping a false god. Mm-hmm. And that's really serious. Uh, if we don't worship the true god, then we're worshiping a false god. And so theology at its root is about worship and right worship. And so we think it's important to talk about theology, to teach theology, to be committed to sound theology because we want to equip people. Uh, we want to equip specifically in Hobbes church leaders and ministers to teach people about who they're worshiping. And so, you know, in, in the survey, I'm sure you'll bring it up, but there's lots of wonky beliefs about <laughs> who Jesus is and who the Holy Spirit is. And when you when you adopt those kinds of mentalities or, your, you know, uh, your church members don't have a right understanding of who God is, um, that's a real problem based on the fact that we need to worship the true God and the only God. Great point. You know, one of the survey questions talks about it made it seem like the Holy Spirit is more of a force than the third member of the Trinity. And I guess the people had seen too many Star Wars movies or something. <laughs> but Luke, as you're in the classroom and you're able to articulate and share these biblically solid doctrines, what's it like to see the light bulb go off? How do you get how does God give you fulfillment in that? And what do you think you most want? these college students to hear about and think about in these terms. Yeah. I mean, one of the one of the really rewarding things about working at a place like OBU is that we teach people who are going into every field. You know, we in, mm-hmm. in our School of Theology and Ministry, you know, that those students obviously are there for training to become pastors and missionaries and and teachers and counselors and, and other uh, vocational ministries. But we also teach uh, in our core curriculum all of our students have to take, take, take classes in theology and ethics and in the Bible and in philosophy. Uh, and so those are areas where we are, we're able to, to do some of that groundwork, right, for people who are coming in who may be um, committed Christians or they may be nominally Christian or they may not be Christian at all. Uh, that's, again, another great thing about the, our context so that, so that we can um, help each of those kinds of students, right? So, so for, there are some, uh, some of our students who come in and they may not have any faith uh, whatsoever, and we're able to, to share with them the basic truths of the Christian faith and uh, and and hopefully seek to lead them to Christ. Uh, and then for others uh, who may, again, have some nominal connection to Christianity, maybe their parents wanted them to go to a Christian university, uh, but who might fall into the category of these people who don't know, like they don't even know the basic teachings of the Christian faith, um, it's really rewarding to get to show them. This is, this is kind of ground-level Christianity. This is what we, we believe about the Trinity, about who Christ is, as God and man. This is what we believe about his atoning death, his literal physical resurrection from the dead, uh, that we really believe this stuff, right? That it's not just a myth. Uh, it's not just uh, some kind of uh, metaphor for living, you know, a, a, a kind life towards others, but we really believe that Jesus died and rose again and ascended to the Father and is coming to make all things right. And that that story of redemption actually gives shape to how we live our lives now, how we uh, pursue our various vocations as nurses or teachers or doctors or lawyers or ministers or missionaries. All of those things are given shape by this by the truths of the Christian faith, uh, and and that really is a rewarding experience. Yeah, one of the Good things word. that um, Dr. Thomas says all the time 
is that <clears throat> if you hear him speak, he's going to say this. So just yeah. if you haven't heard him say it, he's going to say it if you hear him. All of life, uh, all for Jesus. All of life, all for <laughs> Jesus. So yes, I anticipated know, it. We, we equip future shapers to live all of life, all for Jesus, uh, sending ambassadors in every sphere of life into the world. And that's the importance of theology. If you don't understand who God is and you don't understand how he and why he made the world around us, and, and by how, I don't just mean the mechanics of it, but the, the reason for it. Uh, why did he make it? Uh, then you're not going to understand truly what your vocation, your 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 job, mm. is for. And so when we when we we just redesigned our curriculum to include this intro to theology and ethics class, and um, so they're getting intro to Christian scripture where they're going to learn the basics of the Bible, mm-hmm. and they're getting intro to theology and ethics where they're getting the basics basics of Christian belief and practice. And we hope that that foundation will help them as they are also equipped by their teachers in their discipline, their professors in their discipline, to integrate their faith with all areas of knowledge so that they can live all of life, all for Jesus. Yeah. Uh, we're not just training ministers and missionaries. We, we love training ministers and missionaries at OBU. But we're training scientists and doctors and lawyers and businessmen and women uh, and teachers, and, and I, I'm going to stop trying to name every major, <laughs> but we've got 80 of them. So there's a lot of things that they can be trained right. to do. Artists and musicians, and <clears throat> yeah, you know, the full range. I love that. Some, you know, something I've also heard Dr. Thomas talk about is, you know, distinctively Baptists, you know, of mm. the Baptists and mm-hmm. by the Baptists, but mm. for so many others. And, uh, you know, I think, I believe after talk with you, Luke and I each have more of a Southern Baptist upbringing or background, you know, born mm-hmm. again into that. But for you, Matt, it, it, there came a point in life where you chose the Southern Baptist way. Could you mm-hmm. share that just briefly? Sure. Yeah, I think we chatted about this maybe the first time I came on with you. Yeah, so I'll be did. relatively brief and, <laughs> and refer everybody back to that for a longer version. But I grew up in a mainline uh, church in my hometown. My f- whole family on both sides— we're also all members of this same mainline denomination. <clears throat> and the particular church that I grew up in was not theologically conservative. Um, I, I heard things like Jesus isn't the only way to heaven and the Bible is full of errors from the pulpit and from pastors. And <clears throat> I was saved at 14. I don't really remember hearing a call to the respond to the gospel. Maybe that Maybe somebody did, but I don't remember there being a call to respond to the gospel. I knew that Jesus died for my sins, but I didn't really connect that with some kind of commitment that I needed to make, uh, a step of faith. And uh, I was at a Rebecca St. James concert in 1998, and somebody there, it wasn't Rebecca St. James, but somebody somebody at intermission gave a gospel presentation, and I responded in repentance and faith. So I was saved at 14, um, and then perhaps an adult volunteer at youth taught some of this stuff. I don't remember being taught this, but I do remember that um, I had two convictions upon being saved. Number one, Jesus was the only way to the Father, is the only way to the Father. And number two, that the Bible doesn't have any errors in it. Now, I didn't have the word inerrancy, but Mm -hmm. that's what I believed. And so that started a process of, this isn't what my church is teaching. What does the Bible really teach? Mm -hmm. And then what's a denomination that affirms those things? Um, and I started dating a girl who I'm now married to who pushed me on a few things, including believer's baptism. Mm-hmm. And um, eventually 
became a congregational complementarian credo Baptist. So local church, believers' baptism, complementarianism, uh, male-only pastors. And I was like, I need a new denomination, basically. Read the Baptist Faith and Message 2000. Didn't know anything else about Southern Baptists besides they boycotted Disney in whatever year that was. (laughs) And uh, read the Baptist Faith and Message 2000 and said, oh, this is what the Bible teaches. And so at that point, I had felt called to uh, go into the pastorate. And so was looking for seminaries and so decided to go to a Southern Baptist seminary. That's awesome. Yep. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Yep, absolutely. And the Lord's worked in your life too, Luke. And when when did you know you wanted to go into uh, education and in this whole field? Yeah. So my call to ministry was more general uh, whenever I was an undergrad at Auburn University. Say it. War Eagle. Okay. There you go. Um, that was your cue. Um, <laughs> we're both graduates of, of Auburn, although we didn't know each other there. But um, we have that common love and hatred all at the same time, depending <laughs> on the football season. But I was a, I was actually a chemical engineering student at Auburn. And uh, and and through, through the ministry of, of the church that I joined there, um, just started to sense a call to, to ministry. And so I actually changed majors in preparation for seminary, uh, changed to history and, um, you know, went to seminary and, and, and my trajectory throughout my seminary years was kind of by default thinking I would be a pastor and actually did pastor while I was in seminary. Um, and, and, you know, enjoyed learning how to preach and, and, and minister to the congregation. But in the process of my education sort of discerned a calling to an academic ministry. And I had a, professor and mentor who sort of put that phrase in my mind somewhere along the way um, of really seeing what we do in Christian higher ed as a ministry, right? It's not, it's not like you either go into the ministry as a pastor or you become a professor. Um, obviously, we want many people to go into local church ministry, the front lines of, of preaching and teaching and counseling and, and all of the wonderful work that pastors do. But we do see our, our work in Christian higher ed as a ministry as well. We're serving the churches. Uh, serving those uh, that the churches send to us and 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 trying to steward that well. Um, I had a friend um, um, from from high school who sort of lost his way at a Baptist university um, because a professor who tried to undermine um, his faith in scripture. Mm-hmm. and that that too sort of put like a a seed in my heart to say, you know, I, I would love the opportunity one day to do the opposite of that, you know. Yeah. Uh, to take these fresh minds who are eager to learn, eager to to serve God, and actually strengthen their faith in historic Christian belief and the authority of Scripture, so that they can be equipped um, both intellectually but also spiritually to do what God has called them to do. And so, really found a home in in university education, um, and that, that really is sort of a, a real a real clear sense of calling for me to to minister in in a Christian university. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Hey, here in Oklahoma, we know about the ups and downs of football season too. So yeah, but there, in my mind, there's never been a better time to to be at OBU and, and for OBU. It's just under great leadership. It's on the move. It offers just such a top quality education. And and I'm not just saying this because my oldest born is now a freshman there. I just really admire what y'all are doing. Well, in addition to your your teaching and leading responsibilities, y'all do books, and you've you're part of this uh, whole initiative of Center for Baptist Renewal. And I thought mm. we could mention an upcoming event 
sure. that y'all have coming up and the importance of it and what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And uh, for pastors and others listening out there, could one yeah. of you speak to that? Yeah. So every year, OBU hosts the Herschel Hobbs Lecture in Baptist History and Heritage. Yes. And for, I think, since the inception of the lecture, it has essentially just been a chapel message. Um, and so the the lecturer will come and speak in chapel on Wednesday morning, which is great. But over the last couple of years, um, Dr. Thomas and I and now Dr. Stamps have wanted to expand that uh, to include a more robust program. Um, and so we're doing – we did that last year on Wednesday, and it was had a more academic feel to it. We invited a number of scholars together to mm-hmm. talk, and we're still going to do that this year. And so I do want to, first of all, invite anybody who's listening who wants to attend, David Bebbington, uh, who's mm-hmm. probably one of the most prominent Christian historians in the world, uh, is giving the Hobbes Lecture on Wednesday morning. Great. So if you want to come to that, it's at 10 a.m., Rayleigh Chapel, OBU. November 2nd. November 2nd. Yes. Good. 10 a.m. every day. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> November, November 2nd. November 2nd. Yeah. Uh, but uh, in addition to that, in addition to what we're doing the rest of that day this year, on Tuesday, November 1st, yes. we're also hosting the Center for Baptist Renewal uh, in conjunction with the Hobbes Lecture. And it's going to be uh, a most-of-the-day event. So it's going to start at lunch. We'll have lunch uh, Luke and I and the other directors of CBR will speak about our vision for CBR. Uh, then we'll have a little break and we'll come back. And this is the the event that I really hope is beneficial. I mean, I hope it all it's all beneficial. But the event that I really hope uh, pastors will hear about and want to attend if they attend anything is we're doing a pastoral roundtable in the early afternoon. Mm-hmm. And the theme for that is retrieval in the local church. So if you're not familiar with CBR, what what we're about is retrieval for the sake of renewal. So retrieving Christian history and practice for the sake of the renewal of Baptist churches today. Uh, We want to be authentically and distinctively Baptist and hold to Baptist distinctives. We also want to retrieve the theological and liturgical or worship practices of the historic church. And we don't think those two things are mutually exclusive. We think you can do both of those at the same time. Be a Baptist and also be a part of the larger church uh, mm-hmm. of God in Christ. And so uh, what we want to do in the early afternoon is have a group of pastors talk about how, how they have uh, retrieved theology and practice in their local church. So we've got uh, Matt Boswell at the Trails Church in Frisco, Texas, John Mark Hart at Christ Community Church in Oklahoma City. Oklahoma, yeah. uh, Oren Martin, who's uh, just recently become the pastor at Watermark Church in Dallas. And then uh, Bill Watson, who's pastor of Lake Highlands Baptist Church in, in Dallas. Uh, and I, one of us is going to just, or maybe both of us, I don't know, uh, is going to ask them a series of questions about what does it look like in your local church to have your congregation start reading theology? How did you do that? What were the effects? Uh, what were the what were the roadblocks? Uh, you know, John Mark and I have talked about the fact that he's he he went from Lord's Supper every quarter to Lord's Supper weekly to now Lord's Supper monthly. So what I mean, what does that look like? What were the rationales for it? What happened? What's yeah, what's yeah. the result? Um, and and you know, some of those guys have had their congregations start to do things like recite the Lord's Prayer 
in their church. I mean, so what is what do those retrieval practices look like? What are the obstacles? What are the benefits? That's the conversation that's happening that early afternoon. And that's the feedback we keep getting about CBR is we need to we need to talk about what this looks like in the local church. So that's the event where we're going to talk about what this looks like in the local church. And then um, in the in the early afternoon evening we'll do dinner. Uh, Matt Boswell will lead us in in some worship, and then David Bebbington will give about a twenty minute talk on evangelicals and the history of evangelicals, and he's specifically gearing that again towards pastors and ministry leaders. So. Uh, it'll be a short talk geared towards pastors, ministry leaders, and then we'll do a panel with uh, Thomas Kidd at Midwestern, mm-hmm. and he's also at Baylor, uh, and Nathan Finn, who's at North Greenville University, and then David Bevington and Matt Boswell will be on that panel as well. So that'll round out the day. Uh, and then if you can, come back or stay on the overnight for the Hobbs Lecture on Wednesday morning at 10. Um, we'd love to see you there as well. So Perfect. Thank you, know, you for sharing. Do people sign up online or yes. email or contact? What's the best way? <laughs> yeah, so uh, at this point, there's not an easy link for me to tweet out. It's not like, you know, cbrevent.com. Uh, I don't even know what that goes to, so don't put <laughs> that in your browser. Um, maybe in the, maybe <laughs> yeah. in the show notes. Yeah, but there is an Eventbrite so, link. Yeah. Uh, so if we can put that in the show notes, I can send that to you, yeah. and they can register there. Uh, it's $15 for the whole day. And then you can add on lunch and dinner if you want. Awesome, awesome. Well, believe it or not, we're out of time for this episode. This has been great to visit with y'all. Again, welcome to Oklahoma. Yeah, thanks. Dr. Stamp, so glad you're here. And again, go to okbu.edu to check out more about what God's doing right here in Oklahoma at OBU. Thanks again, man. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. God bless. This Messenger Insight has been brought to you by the Cooperative Program and Oklahoma Baptists. Visit us at baptistmessenger.com or your preferred podcast platform. Oklahoma Baptists, advancing the gospel together.